Section 17 of The Morals, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. The Morals, Volume 2 by Plutarch, translated by several hands, corrected and revised by William W. Goodwin. Section 17 roman questions part two question twenty six why do women wear for mourning white mantles and white kerchiefs solution what if they do this in conformity to the magi who as they say standing in defiance of death and darkness do fortify themselves with bright and splendid robes or as the dead corpse is wrapped in white so do they judge it meet that the relations should be conformable thereto for they beautify the body so, since they cannot the soul. Wherefore they wish to follow it as having gone before, pure and white, being dismissed after it hath fought a great and various warfare. Or is it that what is very mean and plain is most becoming in these things? For garments dyed a color argue either luxury or vanity. Neither may we say less of black than of sea green or purple verily garments are deceitful and so are colors and a thing that is naturally black is not dyed by art but by nature and is blended with an intermixed shade it is white only therefore that is sincere unmixed free from the impurity of a dye and inimitable therefore most proper to those that are buried for one that is dead is become simple unmixed and pure freed from the body no otherwise than from a tinging poison. In Argos, they wear white in mourning, as Socrates saith, vestments rinsed in water. Question 27. Why do they repute every wall immaculate and sacred, but the gates not so? Solution. Is it, as Vero hath wrote, that the wall is to be accounted sacred, that we might defend it cheerfully, and even lay down their lives for it? Upon this very account it appears that Romulus slew his brother, because he attempted to leap over a sacred and inaccessible place, and to render it transcendable and profane. But it could not possibly be that the gates should be kept sacred, through which they carried many things that necessity required, even dead corpses. When they built a city from the foundation, they marked out with a plow the place on which they intended to build it yoking a bull and a cow together but when they did set out the bounds of the walls measuring the space of the gates they lifted up the plowshare and carried the plow over it believing that the plowed part should be sacred and inviolable question twenty eight why do they prohibit the children to swear by hercules within doors but command them to go out of doors to do it solution is the reason as some say that they are of opinion that hercules was not delighted in a domestic life but chose rather to live abroad in the fields or rather because he was none of their native country gods but a foreigner for neither do they swear by bacchus within doors he being a foreigner if it be he whom the greeks call dionysus or what if these things are uttered in sport to amuse children and is this on the contrary for a restraint of a frivolous and rash oath, as Favorinus saith, for that which is done, as it were, with preparation, causes delay and deliberation. 
if a man judges as favorness doth of the things recorded about hercules it would seem that this was not common to other gods but peculiar to him for history tells us that he had such a religious veneration for an oath he swore but once only to phileus son of augeas wherefore the pythia upbraids the lacedaemonians with such swearing as though it would be more laudable and better to pay their vows than to swear question twenty nine why do they not permit the new married woman herself to step over the threshold of the house but the bridemen lift her over solution what if the reason be that they taking their first wives by force brought them thus into their houses when they went not in of their own accord or is it that they will have them seem to enter into that place as by force not willingly where they are about to lose their virginity or is it a significant ceremony to show that she is not to go out or leave her dwelling place till she is forced even as she goes in by force for with us also in boeotia they burn the axle-tree of a cart before the doors imitating that the spouse is bound to remain there the instrument of carriage being destroyed question thirty why do the bridemen that bring in the bride require her to say where thou caius art there am i caia solution what if the reason be that by mutual agreement she enters presently upon participation of all things even to share in the government and that this is the meaning of it where thou art lord and master of the house there am i also dame and mistress of the family while these common names they use promiscuously as the lawyers do caius Silius, lucius titius and the philosophers use the names of dion and theon or is it from caius Silesia, an honest and good woman married to one of tarquinius's sons who had her statue of brass erected in the temple of sancus on this statue were anciently hanged sandals and spindles as significant memorials of her housewifery and industry question thirty one why is that much celebrated name thalassius sung at nuptials solution is it not from wool spinning for the romans call the greek toleros wool basket thalassus moreover when they have introduced the bride they spread a fleece under her and she having brought in with her a distaff and a spindle all behangs her husband's door with woolen yarn or it may be true as historians report that there was a certain young man famous in military achievements and also an honest man whose name was thalassius now when the romans seized by force on the sabine daughters coming to see the theatric shows a comely virgin for beauty was brought to thalassius by some of the common sort of people and retainers to him crying out loud that they might go the more securely and that none might stop them or take the wench from them that she was carried as a wife to thalassus upon which the rest of the rabble greatly honoring thalassus followed on and accompanied them with their loud acclamations praying for and praising thalassus that proving a fortunate match it became a custom to others at nuptials to call over thalassus as the greeks do hymenius question thirty two why do they that throw the effigies of men from a wooden bridge into the river in the month of may about the full moon call those images argives solution 
was it that the barbarians that of old inhabited about that place did in this manner destroy the grecians which they took or did their so much admires hercules reform their practice of killing strangers and teach them this custom of representing their devilish practice by casting in of images the ancients usually have called all grecians argives or else it may be that since the arcadians esteem the argives open enemies by reason of neighborhood they that belong to evander flying from greece and taking up their situation in italy kept up that malignity and enmity question thirty three why would they not in ancient times sup abroad without their sons whilst they were in nonage solution was not this custom brought in by lycurgus when he introduced the boys to the public mess that they might be inured to use of pleasures modestly not savagely and rudely having their superiors by them as overseers and observers verily it is of no small concernment that parents should carry themselves with all gravity and sobriety in the presence of their children for when old men are debauched it will necessarily follow as plato saith that young men will be most debauched question thirty four what is the reason that when the other romans did offer their offerings and libations to the dead in the month of february decimus brutus as cicero saith did it in december he verily was the first who entering upon lusitania passed from thence with his army over the river lytha solution may it not be that as many were wont to perform funeral rites in the latter part of the day and end of the month it is rational to believe that at the return of the year and end of the month also he would honor the dead for december is the last month or were those adorations paid to the infernal gods and was it the season of the year to honor them when all sorts of fruits had attained ripeness or is it because they move the earth at the beginning of seed time and it is most meet then to remember the ghosts below or is it that this month is by the romans consecrated to saturn whom they reckon to be one of the infernal gods and not of the supernal or that while the great feasts of saturnals did last thought to be attended with the greatest feasting and voluptuous enjoyments it was judged me to crop off some first fruits of these for the dead or what if it be a mere lie that only brutus did sacrifice to the dead in this month since they solemnized funeral rites for laurentia and offered drink offerings at her tomb in the month of december question thirty five why do they adore laurentia so much seeing she was a strumpet solution they say acca laurentia the nurse of romulus was diverse from this and her they ascribe honor to in the month of april but this other laurentia they say was surnamed fabula and she became noted on this occasion a certain sexton that belonged to hercules as it seems leading an idle life used to spend most of his days at draughts and dice and on a certain time when it happened that none of those that were wont to play with him and partake of his sport were present being very uneasy in himself he challenged the god to play a game at dice with him for this wager and that if he got the game he should receive some boon from the god if he lost he would provide a supper for the god and a pretty wench for him to lie with whereupon choosing two dice one for himself and the other for the god and throwing them he lost the game 
upon which, abiding by his challenge, he prepared a very splendid table for the god, and picking up Laurentia, a notorious harlot, he set her down to the good cheer. And when he had made a bed for her in the temple, he departed and shut the doors after him. The report went that Hercules came, but had not to do with her after the usual manner of men, and commanded her to go forth early in the morning into the market-place, and whomsoever she first happened to meet with, him she should especially set her heart upon, and procure him to be her cope-mate. Laurentia accordingly arising and going forth happened to meet a certain rich man, a stale bachelor, whose name was Terentius. He lying with her, made her whilst he lived, the governess of his house, and his heiress when he died. Some time after, she died and left her estate to the city, and therefore they have her in so great a reputation. Question 36. Why do they call one gate at Rome the window, just by which is the bedchamber of fortune, so called? Solution. Was it because Servius, who became the most successful king, was believed to have conversed with fortune, who came into him at a window? Or may this be but a fable? Or was it that Tarquinius Priscus, the king dying, his wife Tanaquil, being a discreet and royal woman, putting her head out at a window, propounded Servius to the citizens, and persuaded them to proclaim him king, and that this place had the name of it? Question 37. Why is it that, of the things dedicated to the gods, the law permits only the spoils taken in war to be neglected, and by time to fall into decay, and permits them not to have any veneration or reparation. Solution. Is this the reason, that men may be of opinion that the renown of ancestors fades away, and may always be seeking after some fresh monument of fortitude? Or rather because time wears out the marks of contention with our enemies, and to restore and renew them were invidious and malicious. Neither among the Greeks are those men renowned, who were the first erectors of stone or brass trophies. Question 38. Why did Quintus Metellus, being a high priest and otherwise reputed a wise man and a statesman, prohibit the use of divination from birds after the sextile month, now called August? Solution. Is it not that, as we make such observations about noon or early in the day, and also in the beginning or middle of the month, when the moon is new or increasing. But beware of the times of the days or months decline as unlucky. So he also was of opinion that the time of year after eight months was, as it were, the evening of the year, when it declined and hastened towards its end. Or is it because they must use thriving and full-grown birds, for such are in summer, but towards autumn, some are molting and sickly, others chickens and unfledged, others altogether vanished and fled out of the country by reason of the season of the year. Question 39. Why is it unlawful for such as are not mustered, although they be otherwise conversant in the army, to slay an enemy or wound him? Solution. This thing Cato Sr. hath made clear in a certain epistle, writing to his son and commanding him, if he be discharged of the army, having fulfilled his time there, to return. But if he stay, to take commission from the generals to march forth in order to wounding and slaying the enemy. 
is it the reason that necessity alone can give warrant for the killing of a man while he that doth this illegally and without commission is a murderer therefore cyrus commended chrysantus that when he was about to slay an enemy and had lifted up his scimitar to take his blow hearing a retreat sounded he let the man alone and smote him not as being prohibited or is it that if a man conflicts and fights with his enemies and falls under a consternation he ought to be liable to answer for it and not escape punishment for verily he doth not advantage his side so much by smiting and wounding him as he doth mischief by turning his back and flying therefore he that is disbanded is free from martial laws but when he doth petition to perform the office of a soldier he doth again subject himself to military discipline and put himself under the command of his general question forty wherefore was it unlawful for a priest of jupiter to be anointed abroad in the air solution was it not because it was neither honest nor decent to strip the sons naked whilst the father looked on nor the son-in-law whilst the father-in-law looked on neither in ancient times did they wash together verily jupiter is the father and that which is abroad in the open air may be especially said to be as it were in the sight of jupiter or is it thus as it is a profane thing for him to strip himself naked in the temple or holy place so did they reverence the open air and firmament as being full of gods and demons wherefore we do many necessary things within doors hiding and covering ourselves in our houses from the sight of the gods or is it that some things are enjoined to the priest only other things to all by a law delivered by the priest with us in boeotia to wear a crown to wear long hair to carry iron arms and not to enter the phocian borders are peculiar proper pieces of the magistrate's service but not to taste the autumnal fruits before the autumnal equinox and not to cut a vine before the spring equinox are things required of all by the magistrate for each of these has its season after the same manner as it appears among the romans it is peculiar to the priest neither to make use of a horse nor to be absent from home in a journey more than three nights nor to put off his cap on which account he is called flamen many other things are enjoined to all sorts of men by the priest of which one is not to be anointed abroad in the open air for the romans have a great prejudice against dry unction and they are of opinion that nothing hath been so great a cause to the grecians of slavery and effeminacy as their fencing and wrestling schools insinuating so much debauchery and idleness into the citizens yea vicious sloth and buggery yea that they destroy the very bodies of youths with sleeping perambulations dancing and delicious feeding whereby they insensibly fell from the use of arms and instead of being good soldiers and horsemen love to be called nimble good wrestlers and pretty men it is hard for them to avoid these mischiefs who are unclothed in the open air but they that are anointed within doors and cure themselves at home do commit none of these vices question forty one why had the ancient coin on one side the image of double-faced janus stamped and on the other side the stern or stem of a ship solution what if it be as they commonly say in honor of saturn that sailed over into italy in a ship or if this be no more than what may be said of many others besides 
for Janus, Evander, and Aeneas all came by sea into Italy. A man may take this to be more probable. Whereas some things serve for the beauty of a city, some things for necessary accommodation, the greatest part of the things that beautify a city is a good constitution of government, and the greatest part of necessary accommodation is good trading. Whereas now Janus had erected a good frame of government among them, reducing them to a sober manner of life, and the river being navigable afforded plenty of all necessary commodities, bringing them in partly from the sea and partly from the outer borders of the country. Their coin had a significant stamp. On one side, the double-faced head of the legislator, as hath been said, by reason of the change made by him in their affairs, and on the other, a small ship because of the river. They use also another sort of coin, having engraved on it an ox, a sheep, and a sow, to show that they traded most in such cattle, and got their riches from these. Hence were many of the names among the ancients derived, such as Suilii, Bubulci, or Porcii, as Fenestella tells us. Question 42. Why do they use the temple of Saturn for a chamber of public treasury, as also an office of record for contracts? Solution. Is not this the reason? Because this saying hath obtained credit, that there was no avarice or injustice among the men while Saturn ruled, but faith and righteousness. Or was it that this god presided over the fruits of the field and husbandry? For the sickle signified as much, and not, as Antimachus was persuaded, and wrote with Hesiod. With crooked falk, Saturn gainst heavens fought, cut off his father's privies, foul bout. Money is produced from plenty of fruit and the vent of them, therefore they make Saturn the author and preserver of their felicity. That which confirms this is that the conventions assembled every ninth day in the marketplace, which they call Nundiae, they reckon sacred to Saturn, because the abundance of fruit gave the first occasion of buying and selling. Or are these things far-fetched? And was the first that contrived the Saturnine chamber of bank, Valerius Publica, upon the suppression of the kings, being persuaded it was a strong place, conspicuous and not easily undermined by treachery? Question 43. Wherefore did ambassadors, from whencesoever they came to Rome, go to Saturn's temple, and there have their names recorded before the treasurers? Solution. Was this the cause, that Saturn was a foreigner, and therefore much rejoiced in strangers? Or is this better resolved by history? Anciently, as it seems, the questers sent entertainment to the ambassadors. They called the present Latia, they took care also of the sick, and buried their dead out of their public stock. But now of late, because of the multitude of ambassadors that come, that expense is left off. Yet it remains still in use, to bring the ambassadors unto the treasurers, that their names may be recorded. Question 44. Why is it not lawful for Jupiter's priests to swear? Solution. Is it not the reason? that an oath is a kind of test imposed on a free people, but the mind and body of a priest ought to be free from imposition? Or is it not unlikely that he will be disbelieved in smaller matters, who is entrusted with divine and greater? Or is it that every oath concludes with an execration of perjury? And an execration is a fearful and a grievous thing. 
hence neither is it thought fit that priests should curse others wherefore the priestess at athens was commended for refusing to curse alcibiades when the people required her to do it for she said i am a praying not a cursing priestess or is it that the danger of perjury is of a public nature if a perjured and impious person presides in offering up prayers and sacrifices on the behalf of the city question forty five why is it that in the solemn feast called veneralia they let wine run so freely out of the temple of venus solution is this the reason as some say that mezentius the etrurian general sent to make a league with aeneas upon the condition that he might have a yearly tribute of wine aeneas refusing mezentius engaged to the etrurians that he would take the wine by force of arms and give it to them aeneas having heard of his promise devoted his wine to the gods and after the victory he gathered in the vintage and poured it forth before the temple of venus or is this a teaching ceremony that we should feast with sobriety and not excess as if the gods were better pleased with the spillers of wine than with the drinkers of it question forty six wherefore would the ancients have the temple of horta to stand always open solution is this the reason as antistius labeo hath told us that hortari signifies to quicken one to an action that horta is such a goddess as exhorts and excites to good things and that they suppose therefore that she ought always to be in business never procrastinate therefore not to be shut up or locked or is it rather that hora as now they call her the first syllable pronounced long being a kind of an active and busy goddess very circumspect and careful they were of opinion that she was never lazy nor neglectful of human affairs or is it that this is a greek name as many others of them are and signifies a goddess that always oversees and inspects affairs and that therefore she has her temple always open as one that never slumbers nor sleeps but if labeo deduceth hora aright from hortari consider whether orator might not rather be said to be derived from thence since the orator being an exhorting and exciting person is a counsellor or leader of the people and not from imprecation and prayer orondo as some say question forty seven why did romulus build the temple of vulcan without the city solution what if it were by reason of that fabled grudge which vulcan had against mars for the sake of venus that romulus being reputed the son of mars would not make vulcan a cohabitant of the same house or city with him or may this be a silly reason and was that temple at first built by romulus for a senate house and a privy council for him to consult on state affairs together with tatius where they might be retired with the senators and sit in consultation about matters quietly without interruption from the multitude or was it that rome was formerly in danger of being burnt from heaven and he thought good to adore that god but to place his habitation without the city question forty eight wherefore did they in the feast called consualia put garlands on the horses and asses and take these beasts off from all work solution was it not because they celebrated that feast to neptune the cavalier who was also called consus and the ass takes part and share with the horse in his rest from labor 
or was it that after navigation came in and traffic by sea there succeeded a kind of ease and leisure to the cattle in some kind or other question forty nine wherefore was it a custom among the candidates for magistracy to present themselves in their togas without tunics as cato tells us solution was it not that they should not carry money in their bosoms to buy votes with or is it that they preferred no man as fit for the magistracy for the sake of his birth riches or honors but for his wounds and scars and that these might be visible to them that came about them they came without tunics to the elections or as by courteous behavior supplication and submission so by humbling themselves in nakedness did they gain on the affections of the common people question fifty why did the flamen dialis jupiter's priest when his wife died lay down his priestly dignity as ateus tells us solution is it not for this reason because he that marries a wife and loses her after marriage is more unfortunate than he that never took a wife for the family of a married man is completed but the family of him that is married and loseth his wife is not only incomplete but mutilated or is it because his wife joins with the husband in consecration as there are many sacred rites that ought not to be performed unless the wife be present but to marry another immediately after he hath lost the former wife is not perhaps easy to do and besides is not convenient hence it was not lawful formerly to put away a wife nor is it at this present lawful except that domitian in our remembrance being petitioned granted it the priests were present at this dissolution of marriage doing many terrible strange and uncouth actions but thou wilt wonder less if thou art informed by history that when one of the censors died his partner was required to lay down his place when livius drusus died amelius scarus his colleague would not abandon his government before one of the tribunes of the people committed him to prison question fifty one why is a dog set before the lares whom they properly call prestites while the lares themselves are covered with dog skins solution is it that prestites are they that preside and it is fit that presidents should be keepers and should be frightful to strangers as dogs are but mild and gentle to those of the family or is it rather what some romans assert that as some philosophers who follow chrysippus are of the opinion that evil spirits wander up and down which the gods do use as public executioners of unholy and wicked men so the lares are a certain sort of furious and revengeful demons that are observers of men's lives and families and are here clothed with dog skins and have a dog sitting by them as being sagacious to hunt upon the foot and to prosecute wicked men question fifty two why do they sacrifice a dog at mana Geneta, and pray that no home-born should become good solution is the reason that Geneta is a deity that is employed about the generation and purgation of corruptible things for this word signifies a certain flux i e manna from manare and generation or a flowing generation for as the greeks do sacrifice a dog to hecate so do the romans to Geneta on behalf of the natives of the house moreover socrates saith that the argives do sacrifice a dog to elionia lucina 
to procure a facility of delivery. But what if the prayer be not made for men, but for dogs puppied at home, that none of them should be good, for dogs ought to be courish and fierce? Or is it that they that are deceased are pleasantly called good, and hence, speaking mystically in their prayer, they signify their desire that no home-born should die? Neither ought this to seem strange, for Aristotle says that it is written in the treaty of the Arcadians with the Lacedaemonians, that none of the Tejates should be made good, on account of aid rendered to the party of the Lacedaemonians, for example, that none should be slain. Question 53. Why is it that to this very day, while they hold the games at the capital, they set Sardians to sail by a crier, and a certain old man goes before in way of derision, carrying a child's bauble about his neck, which they call Bula? Solution. Was it because the people of the Tuscans, called Vientes, maintained a fight a long time with Romulus, and he took this city last of all, and exposed them and their king to sail by an outcry, upbraiding him with his madness and folly? And since the Tuscans were Lydians at first, and Sardis was the metropolis of the Lydians, so they set the Vientes to sail under the name of Sardians, and to this day they keep up the custom in a way of pastime. End of section 17